Hey everybody, this is Tyson. Dan Logan. And you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast, a show that gives you a fresh and real look into being a father, husband, and sexy as all can be. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thank you for subscribing and listening. So, how, how like, I've seen your text messages about, like, they're always coming in at, like, 11 o'clock. Oh, I'm doing my last workout, guys. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, I know. Because I get everything done, I work, and then, yeah. and then all of a sudden, that's, uh, you know, 10, 8 o'clock, or 9, 10 o'clock, I decide so, I better go work out. We're on day what? What are we 13? On? Day 13. And I haven't done my second workout, so after we're done with the live that we do, um, I'll drive home, I'll change, and I'm going to yeah. go work out. See, I'm done with the workouts nice. already for today. I've got to read, and i got to finish some water. But, like, it, it ebbs and flows. Some days I'm like, you know, I've, like, realized I, if, I, I, I have so many of the freaking Kirkland water bottle packets. Because <laughs> during, during COVID, I freaked uh-huh. out and just bought water. Like, I bought a ton of water. Like, uh-huh. I have... At one point, I had like 52 cases of water in my food storage. So my wife's like, now that they've been there for so long, like the bottles are like starting to get all like. <laughs> so she's like, you should probably start drinking those. So I, if I drink eight of those in a day, that's just over a gallon. Oh, okay. That's easier than carrying around a gallon jug. That's like yeah, super Yeah, see, I do, I do these liters. I drink four of those a day. Yeah. So some days it'll be like. I'm so hot while it's at work because, I mean, you can see my freaking farmer's tan. Like, I'm just uh-huh. roasting outside. It's like I've drank a gallon by 2 o'clock. So it's not as bad. Uh-huh. But there's some days where it's like I sat on the couch at, like, 1130 at night, like, chugging a half gallon of water, like, burping, and, like, with a stomach <laughs> ache. Like, how is this beneficial? <laughs> I'm getting sick. No. So I will. So I Candace goes and works out with me, and so does Porter. And That's so... Cool. Um, as I'm walking out of the gym, I'm sloshy. Like you hear my stomach every step. Whoop, Just whoop, 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 whoop. You're like a big fuel tanker on uh-huh. the freeway. Like and and then I, I unfortunately I have to get up like three or four times to go pee because I'm just like, Ugh. See, even as though I'm drinking this much water, I still sleep through the whole night. I don't have to get up and pee. Yeah. Probably because you don't drink at 11 o'clock at night a half a gallon. <laughs> well, see, I'm doing, the, I'm doing the intermittent fasting along with the calorie deficit. Okay. That's my diet. So like... I cut out. I cut out like soda. Um, other than like, I will have like a Dr Pepper Zero or a Diet Dr Pepper, right? Because mm-hmm. it's zero calories, zero sugar, yada yada yada. But I don't like them very much, so I like might have like a can with like dinner. Fair enough. So like I'm not, and I'm doing the calorie deficit. I'm only doing two thousand calories a day, which is kind of drastic, but it's working for me so far. And I'm not eating after seven p.m. So I go 12 hours, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I don't eat. I will drink some water, but I don't eat. So I don't know. That's kind of like calorie deficit, intermittent fasting. And it's working, but it's like in the morning, I'm so hungry and I'm so cranky. <laughs> it's like, and I got to pee. Dude, I don't know. I've uh, really been enjoying this. I take it for lunch. You know, I bring lunch to work. And then I simply just walk for 45 minutes outside for my lunch break. Um now that it's getting warm, I'm like, maybe uh, I need to bring an extra change of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying deodorant. Yeah, carrying some deodorant and some cologne. It's like, sorry, guys. Um, 
No, but uh, but then uh, at night I've been working out and I've really been enjoying working, you know, going to the gym and actually lifting weights. It's something that I haven't done in a long time. See, yeah. And uh, I can, like, the scale finally broke today. Like, er, I started out really heavy and I, I've lost about 15 pounds now. 15? Mm-hmm. 15? Dude, I was just talking the other day and I thought you said it like, barely had moved. No, I gained 0.2 pounds. And then all of a sudden, it, like, was your... <laughs> Was your scale broken? And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, crap, I worked Dude, out. I weighed, and I'm like, I haven't been this low in years. That's awesome. So, you think you just, like, lost a crap ton of, like, water weight and other stuff, like, all of a sudden? Just really large bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> Candace, get the plunger. <laughs> it keeps going. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's freaking it's awesome. A triple flusher. <laughs> 15 pounds? Uh-huh, 15 pounds. Dude, that's freaking killer. Yeah, I'm down And I've that. been doing the sauna every day, too. See, I I don't have a gym membership, but I want I want to get one because I want to do the sauna. Uh huh. Dude, sauna is amazing. So yeah, because I'm down eleven, and I probably could do better because I'm just doing like. And just to reiterate, we're on day thirteen, so everyone knows we're on day yeah. thirteen. Oh yeah, I, I don't think we even said. Well, I mean, everyone knows we're doing seventy five hard. But like, <clears throat> dude, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call it like seventy five. Meh, not that bad. No, <laughs> like, it's, it's, to be honest with you, it's the um. It's the mental. The, it's the reading that annoys me because I'm like I have so much other things to do that I it, to take time to read for ten pages. Well, it's to me, it's like. So I enjoyed reading. I was like a fictional reader when That's, I was yeah. when I was younger, and I enjoy the book that I'm reading now. But it's like when you are like oh like wanting to read versus like having to read is different. Oh, okay. Right. But. We're going to change subjects real quick. How do you like taking a picture every morning of of you without your shirt? See, on? I do it at night, dude. I hate it. I do it at night. Uh huh. I probably should switch to doing it in the morning. I just no, just keep up with whatever you're doing, and so it's always the same. But because you don't notice a difference because you're looking at it every single day. You're looking at yourself every single day. I don't know with being a bigger guy that I'm going to notice an 11 pound difference because. No. It's like it's like you little bit. It's like it's like letting air out of a balloon. <laughs> like it's all shrinking at once, not just like one area, right? So I don't love it. So it's like, and I'm paranoid, right? Like my wife has the passcode to my phone. Like I don't, you know, I don't ever, I don't ever like here. Look at this picture and hand my phone to somebody because everybody swipes. So uh, all of my, facts. all of my like progress selfies, they're in like the. Maybe I shouldn't tell you where they are. <laughs> They're in the hidden folder on because uh-huh. your iPhone you can do a hidden. Yeah. So, it's just like a bunch of pink Jello looking photos <laughs> like, <laughs> with like a farmer's tan. So how's your how's your week been since last time we talked? Uh, I mean the seventy five hard thing. It's been that's been good. I mean I feel like I'm on an upswing this week because it's nice to see the scale moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it not just be water weight because I'm drinking a ton of water. Yeah. And it's like, and oh, you're not no. going to the bathroom as much as you Yeah. Were. And it's like, oh, and I feel, I feel like less bloated. I feel like I have more energy. I still feel cranky because it's like sugar withdrawals, like probably like super fatty, you know. And then there's the whole emotional side because I'm an emotional eater. That's been rough. Right. But it's been a week of from hell with work. Oh, why? It's so we had. Some changes coming, right? So, like, one of these guys that we we had worked with us for a while, he used to be a driver for me at the trucking company I used to help run. Okay. And before that, he and I were just drivers together. Mm-hmm. So, I've known him for a few years. 
he was working with my brother before I came over and he ended up putting his, he ended up putting his notice and he went to go work somewhere else, which was fine. But he was kind of our only other guy that could drive a truck. So now it's until I hire a new truck driver, I have to drive everything, the truck. Mm-hmm. And 90, 90% of my job is driving my pickup between jobs. Now I have to jump in the semi that, you know, it's never a quick thing. And then our like office manager slash um, HR slash estimator. Like she's a, she's kind of a, wears a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. She was kind of on her way out and we knew it was happening. She gave her like one month notice, which she was uh, on the management team. She was salary. So that's going to free up a lot of payroll, uh-huh. but it's going to add some more workload. And then the icing on the freaking cake was our our head foreman, like guy who's been with the company since it started. He put uh-huh. on his two-week notice. Oh, why? Why is all these people? He's going to go into business for himself. Oh, his dad right. is investing in him, helping him buy his first machine, his pick, uh, his own pickup truck so it's like you're happy for the guy yeah but you're like like he was he was our best guy like Mm -hmm. he was in the brand new you know stupid expensive giant excavator he dug the big holes he was somebody that we literally didn't even have to worry about like he was he was not an employee in my mind he was like you know partner like way up there like he was somebody that I would call and ask questions too because he's been doing it for so long. And then on top of all of that, this one didn't hurt, but it was more like a major annoyance as we had this guy. He's probably going to listen, and I really don't care because he follows me on TikTok. We're about the same age. He's not a bad guy, but he's got a terrible attitude. He was one of our just general labor hands. Like he was a helper to the foreman. Mm -hmm. He had a very expectant attitude. He expected the world, and he was a perpetual victim. And I don't don't work well with that. Yeah. Right? He sent a F it, whatever, I quit text when he was supposed to be at work. Oh, wow. And, of course, my brother, being the professional, like, being business, like, he's like, okay, thanks for your help. Appreciate your time. Best of luck. And I'm just, like, internal, like, fury and, like, rage and, like, it just... It blows my mind that somebody in their 30s and wanting to progress in life and in their career, that's the thought you thought, that was your best response was to burn a bridge like a child on your way out when the company has like provided you a free truck. He is not somebody that we provided a truck to because his job required it. He couldn't afford one at a time. And so we gave him like just the old 1998 Ford F-150 shop truck. Yeah. Free to use. But then he was like, I need a fuel card. I need this. But it's like, you're driving a free truck, free insurance, and you're using it as your personal vehicle. And he just expected the world, perpetual victim. And it just infuriated me. And so it's like, that's maybe something I need to learn from a management perspective. Mm. But I mean, I've managed truck drivers before, but like that was like, good. I really hope your new company works out because there's no way in hell you're going to be able to come back here. Yeah, after that. Because you just burn that bridge to the ground, dude. So I don't know how... I mean, you own two of your own businesses. Mm-hmm. Copper John's Beard Company and then the barbershop. And you've had a couple of in- interesting situations, I'm sure, with some employees, right? Ah, uh, several. Yeah, ones well. that I'm... The ones you have now are amazing. I yes. love the barbers you have now. And I don't know if you want to name any names, but like... Oh, I was I'm gonna not going to name any names. I was going to yeah. ask you... About this, you probably know the situation I'm talking about with the individual that helped kick it all off for you. Uh-huh. 
How has that affected you, if at all, like going forward with like? So she, um, she was an amazing at, at the beginning. Like she was gung ho, all this kind of stuff, oh, yeah. and I gave her a lot of leeway, a lot of latitude to be able to implement the things that she thought needed to be done at the barbershop. And I'm like, yeah, let's try it, because I'm that person that will is, knows that I don't know everything, and I also I know that there's a lot of good. Uh, ideas that come out of other people besides me i get that um and so i will always use everyone's ideas that will be the betterment of me my company my family and of each other and so she came out with these maids did like yeah if it works great if not no harm no foul and it got to the point where she was just always telling me how bad i am she wouldn't talk to me she's my manager and she wouldn't talk to me for two weeks she would uh wait is she like Gave you like the cold shoulder. A hundred percent. How do you even operate? I would show up and have a, a, to have a meeting, and she would just leave. And all of a sudden, she would schedule herself for working for three to four hours instead of for the eight-hour shift that she was supposed to do. All this kind of stuff, and it got to the point where I'm like, hey, "I'm a nice guy," which is I really am. I feel like I am, um, but I can't do this anymore. And so I yeah. went and talked to her, and I'm like, "You were obviously not happy. I'm not happy. We can't do this anymore." And uh, we left on good terms, and uh, haven't spoke to her since, and I don't plan on it. Wish her the best of luck. Which is weird, because she's... Dude, I lost sleep over it and everything. Oh, yeah. Just because she... uh, I really care for her. Like, she was an amazing person, but just our personalities clashed to the point where she thought she owned the business. And that's the thing I wanted to ask. That's the reason why I asked you that, is so it's like, I've... I've worked with my brother at four different companies now Mm -hmm. through my adult career, and it's like... Just just by chance, right? And some instances because, you know, they had an opening. He saw that I'd fit that opening. Now, before it was a lot of like worked together, worked together. And then I worked for him when he owned part of the trucking company. And then he brought me in now. And now I'm, I'm at like a small percentage partner level-ish with uh-huh. him. He's the primary majority leader. I'm going to be taking over a small percentage of it. But one thing I see is that there's so many employees that I feel like we're like losing this like respect for the owner or for the boss or for yeah. the guy, the guy in control, the guy who's holding all the liability. It's like I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's just society, but it blows no, my mind I... how many guys are just like they don't they think that they don't have to answer to the person who writes the paycheck or that they yeah. have the ability to be disrespectful. Like, they have the, they're allowed to be disrespectful. Yeah. And, and so, like I said, uh, to me, so I talked to another gentleman that in my neighborhood, he's a teacher. Yeah. Um, a vice principal, all that kind of stuff for high school. And I asked him, I'm like, so how do you manage your classroom? Because I, in my mind, I'm like, D- these employees are, I try to be kind to them. I try to provide, like, I'll give them drinks. I give them pizza. I give them sandwiches. I go take them out on, like, this coming, is it 27th this week? Pfft, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I'm going to be taking them to Wingnuts, and then we're going to go bowling as a little nice. company. I take them to Top Golf and stuff. And so I do my best so that we stay close that we have a good vibe at the barbershop and, and at Copper John's, all that kind of stuff. I, that's my goal. Um, but I asked him, I'm like, I understand that the company is not like your classroom, but what do you do so that your, your students respect you and they don't walk all over you? And he's like, I scare the crap out of them at the beginning of the year. And he's like, I come in with this monster mustache and I'm just like all up in there, up, you know, just crazy. He's like, then I lighten up. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's like, well, I'm not going to do that. It's too late for that. But um, but no, I've just learned that it's the quality of people that you bring in. Not that the first employee was not quality. It's just that we didn't vibe well. And she just really, she took it to the point where she thought she owned the company where I'm like, no, yes. I'm paying you lots of money. Like for a barber who didn't want to cut hair, who just wanted to manage, I paid her a lot. And I let that go. And uh, it just couldn't work anymore because she's like, nope, we're doing this and this. I'm like, nope, we're not doing this. See, I think it's a fine line because, like, society has changed in a positive way in, like, the workforce, which I understand. Like, you know, like, I think that you should be allowed to speak to your boss, to your employer, to your supervisor, and, like, be heard, be listened to. Like, I think like, it's vital. I think yeah, it's like, you should you be able to, to, like, 100% agree that you should be able to express concerns. But at the same time... You also have to understand that if your name is not the one on, on the, you know, the paper for like my, my brother's got half of his, like more than half of his house tied up in his company. So if the company goes under, he loses his house and his property and all these, all that's the thing is some of these guys nowadays, I'm not saying guys at our company, it's just this one guy in general. Like it's just the, the attitude is makes me feel like you don't get it. Like you just, you don't get it. And this is unfortunately why you're going to maintain this level for a really long time until you do get it is that it's not about you because at the end of the day, it's the bot. The reason that they started the company is to provide an, like a livelihood for them and their family. And you, he's, yeah, he's providing you an income. My brother uh-huh. treats these guys as well as he can given the economy and the f- worst freaking winter we had ever. Yeah. But there's just some guys that, I've noticed and then thankfully both of them are not here anymore that are just it's expectant. And it's like, I, I I've told my brother, like, dude, I've known you for 33 freaking years. Like you can't be everybody's friend. I know you're afraid to lose people. If you put your foot down, I was like, but you let people walk all over you and they're, they're going to just, that's going to be the norm. hundred percent. And like, and people just assume <laughs> this is the funny thing. People assume because you own a business that you just have money. <laughs> Oh, dude. I, it's so, like the exact opposite is true. When you have a business, you have no money. No, uh, there's a gentleman, and I bless his heart. He is an amazing person. I have no problem with him or anything like that. But he's asked for money several times, and I've been able to help a little. But then he just said, hey, I'm not going to be your affiliate unless you give me $1,500. Uh, because I need to pay my house payment and all this. I'm like, then get a job. Uh, yeah, it's just like I was shocked. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But I personally do not have $1,500 to give you. And, um, you know, we're only three years old. And we're still growing and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, and that's not how affiliates work. Affiliates are you work hard, you influence people. And then yeah. because you like the product, you can You're a contractor. It. Like you're, and, you're not. Uh, I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. And, and that, he, yeah. bless his heart, like I said, he's a wonderful person. But to get back to uh, the employees, um, Gary V. So I'm a huge proponent of oh, Gary yeah. V. I really like Gary V. I listen to him, and I've actually listened to his management style and like an open door. It's like you should be talking to every employee. Um, open door, every door, and give them time. Like say, hey, today I'm going to talk to you for 20 minutes. Let's let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Tell me your goals. Because, you know, I might have an uh, employee at Copper John's that wants to do something else. And I might want to have a barber who wants to do something else. And so I'm like, so what do we do here? What do we here? And then how can we make it so that you exceed and excel in this position, or if you want to be in a different position, how do we get you there? 
because not not necessarily everyone wants to be a barber for the rest of their life, but they want to grow up and, and start being a salesman or uh, something else within the beer company. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Because you can help me because you, I know you, you're a good personality. I know you work hard. So let's figure this out so that you can provide not only income for me, but income for yourself and your family. Because I want 100 employees by 2030. Like wow. It's been a goal of mine since since the beginning of time. I want 100 employees by 2030, but I want them livable income jobs. Across both companies. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So my goal is to have five barbershops by then, and that will be providing, what, five to, that'll be about 40 jobs. And then by 2030, I want to be able to have 60 to 100 jobs at the beer company too. That's cool. And see, that's what people don't understand, I think, is that, so I, I very vividly remember when my brother was starting his construction company. Uh-huh. He said one of, and his partner at the time, he said one of the reasons why he and he and I want to start this is we want to have the financial ability to help people That's and provide income for families. Mm-hmm. And if you've met my brother, you know that he he has the best of intentions. He's a people pleaser. He's a really nice guy. He's really level headed. But if you get him worked up, he can get there. And he got there this week. I could tell how much this was really taxing on him this week. So, of course, as being his right-hand man and wanting to be, you know, I'll be the last guy to leave if this company goes everywhere ever to go under. Yeah. Because I believe in him. I believe in the company. And But it's like we're in a really weird growing stage. But people just assume that employers are only ever out for themselves. So that there's no other care besides your income or just payroll of, like, if, if people understood, like, and I was talking to him about this yesterday. If you t- if they understood, not just licensing and insurance and like permits. Like you have, I mean, you have a lease. You have all of these other major overhead expenses, right? Like we have massive equipment and truck payments. Dude, and taxes are stupid. Like, right dude, now. I don't. I, 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 he and I have gone over some of the numbers. Like mm-hmm. we have, we have three massive excavators, one smaller one, two mini ones. Two, ki- two skid steers, a bunch of pickup trucks. Like, that blows my mind. Like, the millions of dollars just in assets. And it's like people are like, he, I will never fault somebody for wanting to do something better for themselves or for their family. Absolutely. But, like, if you don't do it in a professional manner, like, you lose all my respect. Mm-hmm. Like, I, sure, you and I don't jive on the attitude department. I think you are a perpetual victim and you whine a lot. Whatever. That's your personality. It really doesn't bother me. You say F it like you and then you make this big Facebook post pretty much, you know, pissing in my brother's face. Ouch. After you gave him a truck. That's what I'm just saying. Like, like, buddy. And and it's like you weren't you will not be missed. Like, I'll put it nicely. Like, I know you think that you're you're leaving us in a tight spot, but you're not like you, you are. Unfortunately, you're replaceable. On the other hand, our lead foreman who is kind of leaving, that one's going to hurt. Yeah. And like that's going to put us in a position where we've got to make some changes. But see, the difference is he's like, hey, thank you so much for the opportunities. I'm starting my own company. I'm going to finish this job before I go. Yeah. So it's just the, the, the contrast. Low, entry level guy, perpetual victim, constantly complaining, sends an effort. I quit when he's supposed to be at work. High level guy on salary, very reliable, trustworthy guy. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm starting my own business. I will finish this job and leave you in as little of a tight spot as I can. And so it's like, 
I just feel like that's the great divide in, in my generation, right? Because yeah. I'm the generation just below yours is that there's those of us that still kind of operate at a professional level. And then there's this perpetual victim. Everything should be handed to me. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it lightly. And, and so let's talk about, let's talk about that. So I have, uh, what, five barbers and each individual barber has a different personality. They grew up differently, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm not being sarcastic. I love every one of them. They are amazing. I'm like, I, sure. I, no joke. Like I want them to work for me forever. Um, well, it's a good group of girls no, for they sure. Really are. They're amazing people. So there's one lady who is very young, um, who's still, you know, really figuring out life. Um, and she is just an amazing barber, amazing person, all that kind of stuff. I tell everyone you need to go see her. She's amazing. And, uh, she will come to me, and, and I've told you this like before, just we were talking about this. I want to have an open dialogue. So obviously you go to the manager, but if you feel like the manager isn't available to you at that moment, always feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. So she reached out to me, and we talked, and, and she had a valid concern. And I talked to her. I'm like, okay, uh, this is from what I understand. And I repeated her concerns. Like, am I right? It's like, yeah. It's like, okay. Now let's look at it at that this different standpoint and this different view. And I told her, "Have you ever thought about this?" I said, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." Yeah. And so I try to make sure that they understand that they're heard. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, "Look, I can't give you just something different because perhaps I'm losing thirty five hundred dollars a month still in the barbershop because of the lease and because you know we're slow still." Yeah. And uh, it's just like you know I want to give you more. I want to make you guys, you know, all this is just, unfortunately, this is how it works right now. Yeah. And so, and they make good money Uh, out of our barbers. I would say make more than most, if not the best in the state. And I think the fact of the matter is, is that if something doesn't work for you, go, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do something else. I'm not saying to anybody in your barbershop, like from my experience, right? I've been in a company where I held on for way too long. And then when I eventually did leave and I found something better, that company moved on without me. Oh yeah. So it's at the you're, end of the day replaced instantly. So it's the end of the day. So it's like it's this it's this double edged sword. You've got to understand that there is a threshold of which your employer can allow you to operate in, and he can do the best he they he or she can do the best they can to keep you happy within that threshold. But if you want more than that, you can't be mad that your employer can't supply that to you. you you've got to do what you've got to do for your family or for you, and and go find something different. Yeah, and it, and it's like, great. that's great. You can't, you can't, and it's, and, and, and you got to keep, unless your employer is asking you to do something unethical, illegal, they're treating you badly, it's treating you poorly, they're underpaying you. There's reason, if it's just business as usual and you're not happy, don't take it personally because that's one thing I need to learn is that my brother will keep everything professional, but then he'll talk to me about the unprofessional stuff to just kind of let things loose, but he never shows the unprofessional side. And I, it's something I respect. So do you think this is something that um, as businesses, they should train on, hey, this is what your job entails. This is what our expectations are. If you need something more than this, this is what we can do. But Well, I think it just comes out, like you said, it's personalities. Like yeah. the, guy, the guy called my brother with his whole list of concerns, and he was just straightforward. Like, this is what, this is what we can do, and this is what we can't do. And then when he and then he responded very unprofessionally. My brother was like, "Well, you can go then. I'm sorry. Like yeah. if this isn't working for you." And that's what prompted the whole 
you know what? F it. I quit. <laughs> Speculation is this guy oversold himself to this other company. And the bad part is, and we've I've seen this happen, people come back. In, yeah. in this industry, it's not uncommon for someone to come back to a trucking company or back to an excavation or construction company because they were there before. That bridge is gone. Yeah. And it's like, so you, you've lost any recommendations whatsoever. You now don't have a vehicle because we took it from you, which that was <laughs> so awkward. This is where my brother and I are so different. He just tells him to drop the truck off when he gets oh, a chance. Wow. I drove to his house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I called it because I'm over, I'm over machines yeah. and trucks. That's in logistics. So I text him, when are you bringing the truck back? No response. I called him. Goes ignored. Not go straight to voicemail. Ignored. Uh-huh. The difference. Rings once, half a ring, whatever. Whatever. I'm like, buddy, you live five minutes away. Yeah. I'm going so on. I drove over there and he's cleaning out the truck. Didn't respond or whatever. And this is the thing that's, this is a pure specula- speculation. There's certain company provided like hand tools and things like that. That had already been removed out of the truck and replaced to the side. I'm like, you trying to keep those or what's going on? So I just started grabbing stuff that I knew was ours, putting it in my truck. Not a word was said. I didn't beat him up verbally or whatever. Didn't say anything to him. But my intention was, I'm going to put some pressure on you. I know you sent this as a text because you wanted to get away without having to have any kind of interaction. Uh-huh. I am enjoying the awkwardness, right? <laughs> it is making me feel so much better of kind of like you disrespected my brother. I'm not going to come here and cause any kind of altercation, uh-huh. but I'm not going to make this easy for you. And so it's like, okay, hey, when are you bringing it back? Well, as soon as I get it cleaned out. Okay. So like what? In 15 minutes? Like, oh, yeah. uh, well, uh, well, and I'm like, okay, hey, bring it back. And I like grabbed all of our crap and left and put it in the back of my truck. And then I call, there's a guy that I kid you not. He's the funniest freaking redheaded cowboy. He works for us. His name's Zeb. Oh, Zeb. 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 Okay. That's not even the worst. Not the worst. If he's listening, it's not, he knows I love him. His name is Zeb Christmas. Oh, wow. Zeb Christmas is his freaking legal name. Like, I don't know if he's <laughs> Lloyd, like a theater. Name yeah. Right? I don't know if he's oh, Lloyd okay, Christmas's yes. brother from dumb and dumber. <laughs> But he knows I love him. He calls me Mama June. You know who that is? Uh Uh-uh. You remember Honey Boo Boo? Yeah. The TV show? Yeah. That's her mom. (laughs) He calls me Mama June. And he says Mama June's angry right now because Mama June's on a diet. (laughs) Anyways, so I call him and I'm like, he knows about the whole, because he was on the, it was a group text that this guy called and quit with, or he texted it. So everybody saw it. So I was like, oh, I just drove over to so-and-so's house. And he's like. Oh man. He's like, what'd you do? And I was like, Oh, I made it awkward as hell on purpose. And I was like, and he's just like, you need to eat a cheeseburger or something. This diet's making you angry. (laughs) But anyways, not like just keep beating a dead horse, but that's where maybe I need to mature or grow up of like, I should have just let the guy bring the truck back or whatever. But the thing is, is just, it's, it's a respect thing for me. Like if you disrespect me or somebody that I care about or somebody that you should be respecting like that's i i have a really hard time getting over that i don't know if that's true or not like i'm not saying what you did was right or wrong i'm just saying like it's your property he quit you bring it back that i've quit jobs and they walked me out oh yeah or uh, i've given notice and then they've said don't and then they'll walk you out because i used to be in the insurance industry Uh uh-huh and then i i had another job when i was younger that i had a company cell phone when i parted ways with them I was dumb and I didn't keep my own cell phone. 
I had to give it to him on the spot. Okay. It was also like my, it was like my company phone and phone number, but it was also my personal phone because it was part of my like just working there. Uh-huh. And I was dumb and naive and I didn't keep another phone, my other personal phone on the side. So I, I was out of a job and I didn't even have a phone. <laughs> but it's like, that's the way that it, unfortunately how it works. Like you don't work here anymore, man. That's not, you, that truck, sh- you should have been like, I quit. The truck is in the driveway. Yeah. Not like that's how it works. So it's, just, it's company property and it's just, you can't yeah. drive it around anymore. Anyways. If you're not part of the company, you're not insured, you're not anything like that, and it could be serious. Well, that's where I was just like, okay, he's got a new job. Is he driving this to the new job that he's apparently starting at today? Like, right. I was just, I was, my hypotheticals were going crazy. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not bitter about this at all. <laughs> so, no, like, like I said, uh, I've had a, I had a, bar, a barber still uh, out of our cash register. No way. Uh-huh. Already? Because you, I mean... Right when we opened. It was like three, four weeks. Oh, she doesn't work there anymore. Uh-uh. You, I don't even think you met her. Um, That's so... Oh, dude. We had one barber that lasted a day. We had one barber that lasted three or four days. How much was it? How much did they take? $50. Um, nothing much. It's just... But all I mean, it's enough. Just, it's enough where like, okay, honestly, we can't trust you. But here's the thing, though, is um, the barber industry. You were talking about how close the, the construction industry. Barber industry, everyone knows everyone. And oh, yeah. Because they all go to, like, two schools or three schools, and they all know each other. They all kind of grew up in the industry together, and everyone knows everyone. And I'm starting to get to know these people, and some of the most fantastic people, uh, you know, and they're, they're professional. They have such a good skill set. I'm like, I told one owner uh, on 24th Street, I'm like, Shandy? I'll tell her name because she's. If you go see her, she's one of the best barbers ever. I'm like Shandy, if you ever decide you don't want to, you know, employ, you have a job with me instantly. You know? Sure. Like, and any of your people because all her people are amazing too. And so it's just like, uh, and I've talked to a few people. I'm like, yeah, what? Let's just let's just buy. Let me buy you out. You yeah. You just be Copper Johns in, in Ogden now, and uh, but that's but it's just like that's how the industry is. Is everyone knows everyone, and so like when people call. And ask us about this individual. Say, oh, she's put you on the resume. I'm like, yep, wouldn't hire. Why? She stole. And it's like, she stole out of your till. I'm like, absolutely. And uh, and then See, another person who another person who quit. She uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to show up. And then she never show, showed back up after her break, her lunch break. And uh, she brought all her stuff, her clippers and all that kind of stuff, out with her during lunch, which I thought was weird. And then she never showed up. And so people called, hey, what do you think about her? She worked half a shift. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I like about Utah is growing up in California, like if you call a former employer like for ver- like income or like a just uh, employment verification, uh-huh. it's like yes or no questions. You can't get into the reasons why. Is that against the law? I think it's, I think it is. Here, I don't think, I don't, in California, you can't be like, you can't say reasons. Well, no. For, think- so for background checks, so. Like if, for instance, you're going and working on base at Hill Air Force Base or for yeah, the yeah. Air Force, it's a yes or no question, and it's not because they want to know uh, why they got laid off or why they quit or anything like that. It's are they, did they do anything in their history that would negate them having a security clearance or anything like that? So when they say, hey, is there anything impossible that you wouldn't hire them for? Yes, there is. Yeah, but see, that's as far as you can go, right? Here in Utah, to my understanding... 
you can be like, no, this is why this is why they're not here anymore. Right. Well, if even if it's not, barbers talk to each other all the time. Yeah, and they they know each other and they know who to. That's hire, the same thing, hire. man. Utah County, everybody knows everybody in the in the excavation construction industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows everyone in the construction company. Yeah. In the field. Well, because it's like there's only so much. There, I mean, there there's only so much crossover, but yeah, it's <clears throat> yeah, it's. I, 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 it's funny. So maybe quick story before we end this episode is I had this side business uh, a few years ago. I used to make extra money and without getting at all the details, make it very specific <clears throat> to incriminate anybody or any companies. It was a food chain restaurant and they had to have part of their cooking system professionally cleaned. And it was part of their franchisee agreement, whatever. Uh-huh. And this one guy taught me how to do it, and then he kind of handed me a couple of stores. I grew to having about sixteen of my own stores. I made three to four hundred to five hundred bucks doing one store, and oh. I did it every three months. So you get them in rotation. Yeah. Anyways, I ended up pulling this one guy into work for me, on the side. Nothing was legal. I wasn't insured. I wasn't bonded. <laughs> nothing. But it was all just cash on the side or whatever. Um, but he's dumb because these one kids that were closing up, they didn't close the freaking safe. And I had like a master key uh-huh. and I gave it to him because I couldn't do it that night. And he'd been doing it, doing it with me for a couple of times. So I sent him to go do it on his own. And I, I bought all of this equipment and spent a bunch of money at the time. Like five was 500 bucks yeah. and you're young, you're, you know, you're, you're early twenties and you got this little side gig. So it's money. That was a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's freaking cameras everywhere. Anyways, they didn't shut the safe. The end of the night deposit was sitting right there. He freaking just took it. And so I get a call the next day from the guy that owns the company asking for this five-figure five number of money that is missing. And he's like, there's cameras. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Anyways, I end up working with the cops to get it back from this guy. And I didn't have to fire him because he got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, he had all of my equipment locked in his truck, and they couldn't let me get it. Oh, wow. So it's like I had to just kind of eat it on that one. But I was like, I was so scared that I was in trouble. But at the same time, it was kind of one of those things of like, nobody really went about it the right way because nothing was like (laughs) insured, bonded, contracted, licensed, or whatever. So it's like he really couldn't come after. The guy couldn't come after me. He got his money back. Because the dummy still had the freaking deposit envelope with all of it in there. Anyways, it just was this whole situation of like, I, it blew my mind of like, kind of going back to your employee who took $50 out of the till. Like you think that a, a, a company that is in the business of making money isn't going to know where their money's going. Right. Or like you think that they know you're in there after hours. They know you have a key and all of a sudden it's like, I don't know where $15,000 went. <laughs> Like, I'm like, it's just, I don't know, where you dropped on your head as a baby, but anyways. So, needs to say, I think the theme of this podcast is... Or this episode. This Yeah, this episode is, is that we need to be more vigilant and more patient with our employees, but also a little bit more stern. And see, yes, you for sure, I can see that, right? Uh-huh. I, thankfully, they're not my employees, and I don't have to... I don't have to manage anybody. I've managed people before. So my thing is learning to butt out and let my brother manage them and maybe just give my opinions if, if they're requested. Yeah. But that I, my lesson that I've learned in this was kind of like, 
I need to take things less personally. And it's like, it's not even my name on the freaking, you know, title yet, technically. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think my, the thing that I'm taking from this is just that you can't have an expectant attitude. You're going to get what you get. Mm-hmm. And if it's not good enough, find something else or m- create something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can't play the victim. Uh, when you have that victim mentality, you're never going to go anywhere. You're always going to be miserable. Because, I mean, look at you. You have to change your mindset. How many hats do you wear? Dad, husband, you you have a full-time job. You are somebody else's employee. And then you are you own your own business with the with the beard care that you have a couple of people that are working with you, right? And all of that that, that is reliant, it's reliant on you. And then you have the barbershop. Yeah. I just, I have a hard time finding sympathy for somebody that doesn't, that isn't willing to give the extra effort to get ahead and just wants to complain about being behind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I got to have sympathy because you don't understand what everybody's going through. See, it's a double-edged sword and I'm just conflicted 100% of the time, all the time. <laughs> So at the end of the day, don't call me with your problems. I got plenty of my own. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to our uh, episode tonight of Dad Bods and Beards. Please share with your friends and your family. Like, subscribe, and uh, don't be naked while you're listening to this. (laughs) 